shut up and don't tell me how to do things I'm not saying that I'm special, I'm just unique I am marching to my own beat Mine's my playground, but it's really not amusing Come out back and play, I'll show you where I keep my mood swings Rhymes are random, I know it's confusing That's just me, it's how I do things Thoughts are getting dark and terrible like loose leaves Please don't take advantage, please don't use me Or your job gon' hang like curtains What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Podcast Network, accompanied with uh, Mariah from 49er Faithful Lee. Welcome, Mariah. How are you doing? What's up? And Good. We- How are you guys? Good. And then we got 49er Media in the house. What's up, 49er Media? Uh, doing all right. Just trying to go through the pain of uh, Arizona losing in the first round of the March Madness. So, Sorry, so team. Let's say the least. So, oh, Christian is gonna Christian is gonna have fun during the show. Just that within Dude, itself, you, you can tell. Do you guys not remember the chat when I said we wanted to do a buy-in for the bracket because I told him yeah. I wanted to take his money because Arizona was gonna lose. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just perfect. It's so funny. <laughs> and before I, yeah, so before I can introduce Ryan, he left. So, uh, hopefully, when he comes back, he we'll introduce him. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> this is the crew. Welcome, everyone. Uh, let me double, let me run the, the chat here. Let's go ahead and welcome John. What's up, John? How you doing? Welcome to the show. Nobody, uh, Brandon does this part, but uh, welcome. We got 49er throwback. In the chat, welcome, 49 throwback. We got uh, Daniel Cantu in the house. What's up, brother? Good to see you, my friend. We got um, Alberto Soto in the casa. What's up, brother? Welcome to the show. Damien Lee's in the house. What's up, Damien? Welcome, welcome. So this is going to be an interesting show. There's a lot of moves, a lot of uh, changes since the last time we came on. A few players gone. And a lot of a uh, few players are now part and officially part of the 49ers. Uh, the ink is probably dried about now. Welcome back there, uh, Mr. Ryan. I was just about to introduce you when you left. So uh, this is our boy, uh, Ryan, for no Water Sports. Couldn't hear it. Oh, you could it? Can you hear it? Can you yeah. hear us now? It, it, it. Oh, I can hear you now. It was telling me that uh, my 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 mic was muted for the. I'm not seeing any video. All talking. I was like, yeah, that's not a good. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Yeah, I was right introducing him. Boop. I'm like, okay, well, wait. What's up, Bebop Jones? Welcome <laughs> to the stream, brother. Welcome. Orale way. Welcome. We got uh, we David McNiner slash meat chicken in the house. What's up, brother? I uh, said hi to the everyone. So, a few changes were made. We lost a couple of players, and we gained a couple of players. Um, so, let me go ahead and uh, start off with uh, Christian. Christian, let me ask you, uh, out of the four players uh, that we added to, which one do you feel more excited about uh, coming to? I, I got a feeling you already, I already know which one it is, but coming to the Niners and becoming a new Niner. I mean, it's kind of like by default has to be Har- Hargrave, right? He was ranked the number one free agent in all of free agency this year, and we landed right. him. You know, he's going to anchor our defense. <clears throat> and like I've been always saying, 
uh, we we always want to have that powerful defense defensive line, and that's where it all starts for our defense. John Lynch wants to build build that defensive line. It's what he's he's been trying to do since he got here. So it's pretty exciting. Um, it, it's going to be cool to see uh, how how the defensive line looks this year. You know, we still got to find somebody else for the edge. Um, so we have some pieces for the defensive line. I don't think we're finished. Hopefully, by the time the season starts, we'll have a pretty good, um, pretty good defensive line. But that I would definitely <clears throat> say that's the most exciting, just because he's he's really good. I think he had what eleven sacks last year. That's pretty good for an interior defensive lineman. Eleven sacks, and what I what <laughs> caught my eye more than the sacks is the sixty-six pressures mm. that he had uh, coming from that. I mean, this guy is just causing chaos uh to the quarterback pushing yep. that 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 offensive line backwards and that's what i i love mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i love uh sacks and and the sack but i'm always looking out for the pressures uh i want to see how you know chaotic a player can be and uh him now being combined with nick bosa as we remember in 2019 uh eric armstead had one of his best years because he had Buckner and Bosa teaming up and, and just bringing havoc. Now, I don't know what's who's going to take uh, D4's spot. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it's Drake Jackson in year two, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Mar- Mariah, who was your uh, best player or, or excited player that got you? And I kind of kind of already know because if, I've, if I'm not mistaken, in one of your shows you mentioned, they asked you, I think Grant's show, you were asked, uh, who would you want to bring in? And I believe Hargrave was the pick. So talk to me a little bit about Hargrave and how you're feeling about now that it's actually, he's a Niner officially. Yeah, I did. He was the pick, the selfish. I didn't think the 49ers would actually go out and spend that kind of money for that on that position. So that was just the selfish, my selfish wish list, wish list pick. Um, but yeah. When I seen that the 49ers made that a reality and to see him actually, I was still kind of nervous, you know, till it was officially official and he put ink to paper today and the 49ers, you know, we seen it come through. I was like, you know, I don't want to get too excited. We did all these shows about it. I've talked about it a million times and then something happens and he pulls through or, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So I was still kind of nervous, but um yeah, yeah, you don't know, you know, shit, something happens with the physical or who knows these days, you know. Um, so today when it finally went through, like, man, that, that D-line is going to be so scary. And, you know, like you guys said it, to have to just free up Bosa even, you know, for Bosa to get defensive player of the year, to have as many sacks as he did. And that's with him being the only monster on the defensive line. Now to add in somebody like that, that frees up Armstead. Hopefully Armstead's healthy. And like you said, I'm counting on Drake Jackson to be, you know, that guy. So, um, yeah, that defensive line should eat, which then, you know, helps the rest of the defense. So, yeah, I'm super excited about that signing. Awesome. Hey, uh, Brandon, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, I got to reset. Uh, I got to reset my uh, sound. My soundboard. It's sounding like a waterfall. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear it. It might be me. Oh, you're doing that on purpose. No, no, no. Uh, (laughs) So I'm going to reset it, so take over for a minute, brother. Okay. So what were we covering right now? 
just everyone's like favorite free agent that we signed that's like not outside of our own free agents okay so who, who's gone so far just mariah and christian and christian okay uh ryan you go next man who's your favorite pick out of uh these free agents that we signed so far it's javon hargrave but um i can't remember his name that and we picked up from the raiders who cleveland farrell from the raiders cleveland farrell that guy really who excited about other than hargrave because take all the attention right so i think who, who's the other ones who's the other ones out of everybody else who else is and him ever i think i'm i'm interested to see what they could bring to the table uh but so, uh Colin, that's, that's what we're calling Farrell. I like it. Media? Uh, I'm going to agree with Ryan here, and I think Cleland Farrell's my favorite one because, like, the thing is, he was a fourth round pick in, tw- or sorry, fourth overall pick, excuse me, uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders, same year as Nick Bosa. And he hasn't really panned out. I, I think he's had like 10 sacks over the, the couple of years he's played in this league. So I'm just really excited because I know Christian, uh, Chris Kasirik, excuse me, is, you know, a dog, a monster. I mean, he, he's, he makes pretty much every defensive lineman look very, very good. And, you know, he'll, he's going to have Nick Bosa on that defensive line, Javon Hargrave, you know, Eric Armstead. So I expect Cleveland Farrell to have, you know, a pretty solid, you know, be a solid part of this team. So I'm just really happy and excited for Cleveland Farrell. Nicely, nicely said. What do you guys think uh, we're going to release uh, Kinlaw? Or he's got, he, he's going to play for another year? I think he plays for another year. Yeah, I, saw- I just think they're not going to pick up his fifth year option and then he'll play mm-hmm. his contract out and then they just won't bring him it- back. It feels like the money they gave Hargraves was the money they would have intended to give um, Buckner. Kinlaw, no, Kinlaw had he plan- had he panned out. Panned out. Yeah. Had had Kinlaw panned out, maybe that's the money he gets. But since he obviously hasn't panned out, they went and got somebody else. That's what it feels like, at least. Agreed. And hey, someone I saw in chat said Kalia Davis. I mean, we also have Kalia Davis, who we have to see how. You know he does um, how he plans out. Yeah. Hey, when I stepped away, did you guys uh, still hear the waterfall? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Still hear it. So it's not me then. It's weird. Because if it would have been me, it would have left with me. Was it has a fan blowing? Somebody, somebody else. Was like that before I came in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so it's not me. Hold on, guys. Nope. Ah, it's Ryan. (laughs) And I had to go reboot myself. Freaking, I should have better. (laughs) Mike was muted that whole time. Like my mic. It's you. It's it's you. Because as soon as we remove you, the sound goes. I don't know. (laughs) Poor, poor Ryan. We're right. <laughs> I, I honestly, hundred. I, I mean, I laugh, but I do feel bad, bro. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad All for right. him, but at least I know it's not me, so I'm good. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm like crossing my fingers. Don't let it be me. Right. <laughs> freaking right. I I was trying to eliminate one by one to try. Yep. As soon as I clicked that, anyway, it went bloop. What about you, Beto and Brandon? What? Who are your players that you guys like? Um, of course it has to be Javon for me. Um, that's a upgrade on the defensive line, and it's gonna help out um, Nick Bosa too a lot. I feel like. So, um, that's my pick, honestly. And uh, I saw also, too, is um, uh, who did I see it from? Somebody said that the reason why he picked the Niners as well, I think, I don't know if you mentioned it, Mariah. Um, there was a reason why he, he picked the Niners. But I can't remember on the top, off the top of my head. Um, let me see if I can look it up. Yeah, he, but, he he said he picked the Niners uh, because he 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 was iffy about free agency. He did, if he was going to go after the money, he felt uh, that he was going to go to a team that wasn't as good or contender, but they will be they will be willing to pay him a lot of money to to go to that team. When he heard the Niners were interested, and he still got the bag, and now he went to a team that was just in the NFC Championship game. Uh, he right away, it was an easy choice for him to go to the Niners because now he has a chance to make it back. And he felt that if if he has another chance to go to the dance, referring to the Super Bowl, that the Niners give him the best chance. And this is why he uh, chose the Niners over the other teams. Yeah, which I think the other team was the Browns, if I'm not mistaken, right? And I think they gave him less money. There were other teams other than the Browns, but Browns is one that they yeah. uh, they 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 mentioned. But I'm pretty sure a lot of teams were uh, after his services. I mean, the guy is the number one free agent. Uh, you know, can, can you respond? Uh, anyway, he was a front. Uh, he was the most highly coveted uh, free agent uh, for his position. You know, and, and it's just credit to him for being 30. And he just turned 30 uh, last month on, on what, February 7th. So it's not like he's been 30, he's going <laughs> to turn 31. So for four years, even if he lasts the four years, um, I think he will uh, be able to play good football here. But I'm with, um, I don't I think it was Ryan that mentioned, uh, Colin, uh, um, they came with us from the Raiders. Uh, I, I'm interested to see what he is. I'm a Clemson Tiger fan, so he comes out of Clemson. So I like what he did there. I think he, the Raiders don't use their their. I mean, when, when uh, their coordinator, I, I forgot his name, the one from the Lions, my, um, was the first year when he first went into there. He did okay, but then they got rid of him, and uh, I think he's coming into a good situation with Chris Kasarek here. I don't. The only thing I question is he has a huge tattoo of the Raiders emblem on his uh, on his arm. So I don't know how that's going to look on it with the Niner jersey. That's going to be interesting. Is he going to cover it? Yeah, he's a huge tattoo right about right here. So I don't know if he's going to cover it or uh, or uh, actually um, get it uh, removed or put a sleeve on there. Um, I wouldn't imagine you're going to get it removed. That's a part of your history, a part of your life. <laughs> yeah, 
and people don't understand that you know he got drafted with the Raiders. He looks exactly. like a very he looks like a very humble kid that appreciates what he has, and you know that was the team that took him. And then you go fourth overall in the first round, you really don't expect to go anywhere else. It's like Nick Bosa went two two uh, spots ahead of him, mm-hmm. and we're going to renew him now. Bosa's a completely better uh, player uh, than him, but I just think you know look at Arden Key, he wasn't utilized properly with the Raiders. He came over to us and he was able to play very well and he got the bag from the Jack and still getting the bag. So maybe he can come over here with Chris Chris Eric. And now that we have freaking uh, Javon Hargrave and and Bosa and Drake Jackson steps up as well, he can be a better player. So I'll be interested to see what, what he does here, but that's my guy. Uh, the like everybody knows the obvious is definitely Hardgrave coming in here. I missed the the Forge Buckner force, not necessarily the Forge Buckner himself, but that production that he provided, I missed a lot. So I'm looking forward to get that get back into that uh, pushing the pocket from the middle and allowing. Uh, can you imagine Nick Bosa without no help whatsoever? Still had 18 and a half sacks. Yeah. Now that he's going to have Hargrave to help him out and make Arkansas even better, how much more free uh, Eric, I mean, um, Nick is going to be able to uh, do what he wants to do back there. So it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, defensive line is going to look in 2023 if they can stay healthy. And then getting uh, Isaiah Oliver to take the uh, nickel spot for uh, Jimmy Ward, hopefully he can plan out in that spot. At the very least, he can give Womack competition for that spot, and Womack doesn't have to feel like, okay, this is just my job. Uh, now he has to go out and earn it. So competition is good. Well, having Wilkes is going to help that too because he's a yeah. he's a cornerbacks yep. guy. So yep, um, that actually. I feel like our cornerbacks, the DBs are going to improve in general because of Wilkes is the uh, court, defensive coordinator. Man, I sure hope Breezy's guy, Ambry Thomas, like actually is able to get on the field. And it, it depends. Maybe we'll maybe we'll play more man coverage um, under Wilkes. I don't know if he plays man or zone. Yeah, because Ambry yep. definitely is more of a man guy. He's a man. He's he's a lockdown kind of guy, but he we played so much zone. That he would, didn't know what the hell he was doing in zone coverage. Exactly. Yeah. He. Uh, we'll see what he. We'll see how uh, Wilkes. But having Wilkes here and bringing his expertise, especially in the secondary, and mm-hmm. allowing him to focus not only on the whole defensive side of the ball, but the secondary part, and trusting mm-hmm. that Chris Kaserik is going to do his thing with the front four. Uh, so all he has to worry about is the linebackers to some extent and then the the secondary and uh i love i'm gonna love to see how this um defense looks man it's gonna look very very different from last year and we were already what the number one defense last year and that was with no production from the middle because listen uh javon killaw you know whether he has the talent or not uh i don't know if we ever know the fact that his inability to stay on the field because of the knee issues um, takes too much of him not to play. I don't know how many games he's played since he's been with us. Not many, I can assume. And 
you can have that. But now as a rotational, at least for this season, maybe he come in there and do something. Um, I'm thinking they might move Armstead to the outside in a couple of plays. And then um, <clears throat> maybe on third down, on third downs, they move Armstead to the outside. Me? And Kinlaw, both Javon's in the middle with uh, Nick Bosa. I think that might be a possibility. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I think you can put Armstead on the outside because I think with with Drake Jackson he can stunt, so you can have him move inside of um, inside of Armstead just because he does really well with the stunts because he's so quick. A lot, all of his sacks and pressures came off stunts, so maybe they can play around with how they how they have him line up. Yeah. Anyone else? Um, I think, yeah, like you can have definitely, Ar- I like Armstead personally more in the inside, but like, I don't mind, you know, putting him on, on the outside too. Another guy, you know, the Niners did bring back today, which I actually really like this move is Ty McGill. Uh, you know, he was on the practice squad and man, he really did well for the Niners, like when he was playing. And so I'm really excited with that move too. But personally, I like Armstead more in the inside, but I wouldn't mind if he gets, you know, a few snaps at edge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Armstead, they go, go ahead. They, they used to right. use Eric Armstead, and they still do uh, in first and second down, and then move and bring in uh, like a faster edge. You know, we need to take out one of our bigger tackles for third down. So I think they still do that, and, and I, I think anybody on the line could be stunting. You know what I mean? Like with the leads we got starting for. If, if you're talking about Drake Jackson, Javon, uh, Eric, and Bosa, or Javon Hargrave, obviously, all those guys could do great with stunts. I think find I think the big thing is really it's not setting up Drake Drake Jackson to always stunts to try and get him open. He needs to learn how to win one on one. But I think that is a great way to kind of give him um, looks to to kind of facilitate that. To come off I think, okay, what now? He can use work at that point and act like he's stunting and then, you know, go another like that. So I think there's ways for them to use it for him to start building it. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I just want to welcome uh, TL. Uh, to the show, what's up, brother? Welcome. He, he asked a question for us. Is he says, "What are all your thoughts on Kalia Davis uh, coming in? Um, what do uh, What do you guys what's thought? Up, Rohan? Anyone what's can up, take Rohan? It. What's up, Rohan? Anybody can take that. Uh, what do you guys thoughts on Kalia Davis? Do you think he'll be impactful now that we have uh, a Hargrave, or do you think he'll just be like a third string?" You know, and kind of just come in and, and relieve and give some uh, other guys ahead of him a little bit of a breather. Or is it really up to him or where he sits in, in OTAs? Anyone? Um, right now, I think it's kind of, you know, we're not really, we don't really know because obviously he was on the NFI list because of the injury was in college. So we don't really know too much but you know from what the what we do know is the Niners do seem pretty high on him because um Adam Peters I believe I remember like when they after the draft you know there was one guy 
that they were comparing Kalia Davis to, and it was DJ Jones. So, you know, that's a high praise. Um, right now, though, you know, we're just going to have to see how he looks, um, you know, in, in training camp but and, you know, make sure his body's right, which seems like he's doing really, really well. Um, but I feel like right now it's unclear because we just need to first see what he's looking like in camp. Yep. Anyone else? Mariah, you have anything? I have no idea what you're even talking uh, about. I wasn't TL, <laughs> TL asks, uh, what are your thoughts on Clea Davis? <laughs> that, yeah, you got to let her know, yeah. No, I know. I was going back to the comment, <laughs> the comment to pop it up. Mariah, your thoughts on uh, the wall? Your thoughts on um, uh, life? <laughs> the wall. My thoughts on Kalia Davis are I hope he can be something good for us when if he's healthy. Um I think he would have been drafted a lot earlier in the draft had he been healthy. His, you know, from all accounts, from everything I heard from scouts and whatnot about him, that's what they had said is he would have gone earlier in the draft if he would have been healthy. But the reason he fell that late to us and we got lucky was because he was injured. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he can be somebody for us, maybe fill that role once Eric is old and gone or who knows, maybe just as a backup. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you go. Honestly, when it comes to free agency, what what sucked the most was losing Emmanuel Mosley. I thought for sure he would stay. I thought so him. too. We would Same. pay him. I thought we could afford him because of the injury, and I thought with having Wilkes as a defensive coordinator, it would have made him stay. So I was kind of blown away that he didn't. He went to that he didn't stay and went to the Lions. I just it sucks because if we would have had signed him. For as cheap as it would have been, we'd have had two lockdown corners, and it would have been fantastic. But I don't know what we were thinking there. Oh, I I think they sure the between between Mo and and uh, Burford. Burford. The Lenore? They, they went with the the center. Stupid. Uh, Brendel fucking sucks. Keep in Mosley. Brendel sucks. Yeah, but I think so... they want to to start off better than to have to get a new center, teach them everything, you know, kind of get them up to par. I think that was the thing I, they wanted Trey guess, Lance to I, start with her that had some experience. I guess, but the problem is that I still don't feel like we actually even have put enough um, enough into the offensive line. Like we don't care. Like we don't think it's a priority. Like I. To be honest, I like the Har- Hargraves um, signing, but in my opinion, the money's better spent on the offensive line because we lost four quarterbacks last season altogether. So um, I think shoring up that right right side is more important because um, oh. every time our guys got hurt, it was from the right side. So that's our weakness, and you know, I'd like <laughs> I would have liked to see them care more about it like i like the hargrave signing but i would have much rather uh put money into the offensive line there's there's still time to be able to find a right right tackle or even in the draft too so yeah, see, but I mean, there's there's not a lot of the right tackle is not 
deep in the draft. That's one of the offensive line positions that's not deep. We could find a center, I think, which is we why need center for sure. Which is why I would have been fine not paying Brendel because we could have found a center in the in the um, in the draft. But I would have liked to find a right tackle. Um, well, let me let me ask you guys this: We got how you guys, how did But I'm also yeah. wondering because we have Nick Sakel, so like I know probably mm. some of us maybe have thought, like especially me, I thought he was gonna. Be the guy replacing Brendel at center. So, let me. I just go ahead, Brandon. Uh, might go guard. Yeah. No, I was just was going to ask you guys real quick. Uh, how how'd you guys feel about signing uh, Sam Darnold? I mean, we we wanted another quarterback on the on the roster, so we don't have. The issues that we had again, where losing mm-hmm. as many quarterbacks as we did, um, we would have had a chance to probably win with uh, a better chance to beat the Eagles NFC Championship. If Darnold was in there other than, instead of uh, what's Josh his name? Johnson. Josh Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darnold would have had a better chance than Johnson. So I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I, it's just it's funny how some 49er fans they get all squirmy and they're like, "Oh, we yeah, brought they in Sam Darnold." To compete, blah blah blah. I'm like, no, he's there to be the third string quarterback, or or the second string quarterback until Purdy comes back. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Mariah, I know you watched uh, Steph's uh, show today with uh, the, the doctor from uh, ESPN. Um, what what were her I, thoughts on? I, I, um, I didn't get to watch that. I only got to oh. watch part of the Purdy. I was getting ready for two shows today, so. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was just gonna ask you about the whole pretty uh, surgery yeah, I and didn't everything. Didn't get to catch it all yet. I okay. Go back and watch it. Never I mind think, then. <laughs> I don't think it changed from uh, where uh, Matt Miyoko had the doctor on his show talking about Purdy uh, mm-hmm. a, a few weeks ago, uh, about a week and a half ago. So I don't think, unless something changed that I'm not aware of, but. According to that doctor, it, it sounded very promising. I don't know if you guys seen that Matt Miyoko piece where uh, he had the doctor on and uh, he spoke pretty positively of what's going on with Brock. And I guess they put a tape now on, on the elbow, which is supposed to allow him to move it more easier. And And he really believes that he'll be throwing within three months. And, and it's really up to, you know, one thing that he did say that it's very, they have data when it comes to baseball players and pitchers in particularly, but they don't have that much data when it comes to quarterbacks. So uh, they're, they're learning uh, and collecting data. But you know what I find kind of interesting that I think there's only been three quarterbacks to ever have that uh, surgery or have that issue. And two of them have been on the Niners uh, roster. Nick Mullins being one of them. Mm-hmm. And then now Brock Purdy is like, what is that, man? How is it the Niners are so plagued with situations like this? That, and I hear doctors like, oh, that, that type of injury hardly never happens. It's very rare. But shit, it's happened twice to two different quarterbacks under this under this regime. So it's like, I got to wonder how rare is it really? I think I – think, uh... The way we treated Joe Montana at the end, that motherfucker put a hex on us. No shit, huh? <laughs> you sent me away. Although I'm glad that uh, Steve Young took over. Uh, yeah, and we won, and we won but the I, Super Bowl. But yeah, I know it's like we had that Super Bowl, and after that, 
there was like a hex on the quarterback position <laughs> for the yeah. 49ers. You know, well, at least he, he came back and retired as a Niner. Uh, for what I heard yesterday on uh, the Pat McAfee show, Mr. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is not going to retire as a Packer ever because uh, he's little hurt. He wants to play feeling. for the Jets. Yep. Yeah. So, so they can't. They apparently can't seem to figure out competition. Aaron Rodgers hasn't happened yet. Hurt his feelings. Aaron Rodgers uh, strung them around every off season for the last three years. And he feels he done dirty. Oh God! Yeah, he's a narcissist. You know how narcissists feel. They, you know, they, they, they always, they're, they're, they're the ones causing problems, but they feel victimized by others. Um, that's part of that. He's like, you know, but according to him, for, according to that show, he said he he wants to play for the Jets, and the only reason why the Jets he's not on the Jets yet is because they're working all the. The fine issues between the Jets and the and the Packers and Packers won he, competition well, for him. You saw the list that Aaron, who Aaron Rodgers wants on. He said no, that he wasn't said that true. Was he said that yeah. he didn't do that. Yeah, he, well, laughed, he was because Rodgers, Rodgers, selfish mother effer. Yeah, I mean, he, I think they, the Packers are trying to get I, Sauce Gardner, I, and the Jets are saying so. already. They were already had because that going. They're probably yeah. out trying to get Sauce Gardner, and the Jets are like, "Fuck you! We're not giving a generational corner to you." you yeah, son of why bitch. would you do that? Yeah, that was exactly. stupid. You don't give a generational player like Sauce Gardner. Not for a quarterback that's going to be with you maybe a year or two. An aging quarterback, yeah. yeah. Uh, even if he does give you the the probability of winning a Super Bowl, but there's no guarantees that Aaron's going to win you a Super Bowl, and then you get rid of a mm-hmm. corner like that, uh, Christian. You're right. No way they're going to give up on that. Yeah, because it's not like they're going out there and getting Lamar Jackson, who's still young. But, but you can't blame the Packers. They want to know. The Packers are sitting there like, how desperate are these Jets really? Why not throw out, you know, and you know, a question like, send us your best corner. You know, it doesn't hurt. I mean, it depends on how desperate the, the Jets are. But apparently they're not. So good for them. And because they have always been a desperate team. They have made some desperate moves, the Jets in New York, man. And I I can't imagine being the Jets sitting there picking up. I mean, we don't know what we have in Trey Lance, but because of injury. But when they took uh, Wilson at number two, and and then uh, a year, even though it wasn't the same regime, they took Sam Donald. Do you think that you're pausing, that you're muting your mic because you're not? Me? No, Ryan. Really? As he coughs in our ear for the thousandth time. You... Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I got a little button that goes green or red, <laughs> oh so I thought you My bad. That, that mute doesn't work, bro. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, now, <laughs> now I know that. I, I wasn't trying to do it on purpose the whole time, but... Okay. <laughs> it's like we keep telling you you're oh, coughing shit. in our ear every show. <laughs> no, that was like a she time. Loves of, you. I, know. I said it earlier when you coughed too. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. <laughs> I'm not in this one. I was too busy talking. Exactly. But, uh... Oh my god! <sighs> and it's it, it's funny how they're they're running on top of each other. Get her, Maya. <laughs> Poor Ryan. Ryan's like, I'm. I'm gonna seek uh, therapy after this show. Poor Ryan comes just a cop oh. in her ear. Cop. But uh, anyway, so 
Well, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Who cares? He's he's not our issue. Our issue. All right. Is it. So here's my next question for you guys. Oh shit! Okay, go ahead, Randy. Take over. <laughs> we talked about <laughs> son of a biscuit. I'm like shit. All right. Sorry, Mill. Sorry, Mill. So we talked about. <laughs> now you did it to metal. Now they both laughed. Anyways, as I was saying, <laughs> we talked about the acquirees that. Can't you can't hear you now. Yeah, I can't hear you. Really? Really, Beto? <laughs> I'm sorry. You started it, bro. You started it. I just finished it. Hey, I got a Mexican standoff. Anyways, you and your cheeseburger. Talk. We we talked about the acquirees that we 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 acquired, right? So let's talk about the departures. Who is the most surprising player that left this team besides Emmanuel Mosley? Brandon. I already said it. I said besides he E man. I, I so give me Jimmy, another one. I think Jimmy Ward, personally myself. Mm. I think he, you know, he was a long tender uh, with us, the longest tender. Now we don't have nobody uh, on this roster. Um, but From the Jim Harbaugh era, right? Yeah, I think Jimmy Ward is definitely uh, one that I feel that, you know, hopefully Isaiah Oliver can uh, come in and, and transition smoothly to that spot but or give Womack competition or push Womack to step up. But uh, if you ask me, Nothing anybody did, especially Brandon. But um, Jimmy Ward is one that I, I'm probably going to feel the most, even over E-Man myself. Because he's so versatile. He can play safety and corner. E-Man just plays corner. And then Jimmy's been healthy for the most part. Not the way he started his career, but oh, you bastard. Really? <laughs> I didn't even pay attention. But just your laughing gave it away. Yeah, I think he pooped in his car. Not even. Ooh, look how fast right. he responded. All right. Uh... <laughs> no mamas, okay? I don't know what All you're right. talking about. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um... <laughs> okay, anyways, Mariah, uh, who was your biggest surprise? Well, since you said surprise, I'm going to go with Daniel Brunskill. Okay, okay. Because I wasn't expecting that he was going to get signed somewhere. I was I was expecting that Aziz was leaving. I was expecting Jimmy Ward to leave. I was expecting all of them to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting that we were going to keep Brunskill just because he's been that backup guy that we've kept along the line that, you know, filled in for us for so long, it feels like. Um, and, yeah, so I was surprised to see somebody else swoop him up from us all right all right media um mike mcglinchy no jk um (laughs) that's why arizona lost that's what he gets 
Yeah. <laughs> Mentioning Mike McClinchy. Get out of here. Well, Arizona lost right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's Mike because McClinchy. of our president. Okay. I'm not going to say anything else about that. <laughs> but um, anyways, uh, I, I'm going to agree with Mariah. Daniel Brunson, because I didn't, I like, I knew obviously Titans, they have Rand Carthon as their GM, but I still didn't think he was going to take. Daniel Brunskill, because I thought Daniel Brunskill would want to stay on this team, you know, to continue owning his father, uh, Aaron Donald. And so that was just very shocking because he's been, you know, he can play that tackle position, you know, both guard positions. So definitely Brunskill was surprising. What about you, Ryan? I actually do kind of think personally it was Mike McGlinchey. The reason being is the 49ers management so enamored with him. You know, well, he's a really good. You go and look at Christian McCaffrey busting with the boys, talk about, I don't know why he gets all this hate. So, not that it was, I was, I had a feeling actually restructuring contracts to try and make it McGlinchey to stay. I had a feeling that they were going to let Brendel go and I didn't think Colt McKivitz was going to be their, their guy at right tackle or the way. And I thought they themselves in a wall thinking that uh, McGlinchey was their only choice at tackle. So I actually, McGlinchey was my surprise. When we moved on, I was like, oh, wow. Even, uh, so we, um, uh, he even said, uh, you know, everybody started the uh, restructures was he says don't be surprised if they're reaching people to try and keep McGlin- it, I thought it'd been a chance could you imagine how that the faithful would have lost their freaking minds if they would have paid Mike McGlinchey all that money that the Broncos paid him <laughs> yeah man 50 million dollars guaranteed Holy you know smokes. you got the Raiders you got the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and uh, and the Chargers just in there. Oh my God, we're happy that they take Mike McClinchy because uh, they're gonna just knock him on his ass. I mean, <laughs> I, I I understand that right tackles, you know, Mike McClinchy, a top fifteen, if that is going to get his money and good for him as a person, good for him. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, get your bag, man. Never against a player getting his bag. Get it how you can. Now, is he gonna reward the Broncos? I think he's going to give, but then again, uh, Russell Wilson shitted all over the Broncos. I don't, I don't think Mike McClinchy would do that as bad as Russell Wilson. So they'll get some production from McClinchy, uh, better than Russell, man. So we'll, we'll see what happens over there. But I'd be interested. No, I, I did not want to give him that amount of money. I know I don't like McKivitz. I think McKivitz is not better than McClinchy, but. For $50 million guaranteed, I'm glad that they yeah. gave it uh, that money towards Javon Hargrave. Imagine not getting Javon Hargrave and keeping uh, freaking uh, Mike McClinchy. Yeah, it would have been fun. So uh, I'm glad that they, they, they I'm not really surprised, though, how much, as much. Like, it is still a lot of money, obviously. But the thing is, you know, the, the right tackle market, they're – wasn't really like it was literally him and the guy from Atlanta, McGarry or whatever. Yeah. So well, the, the, it's like the uh, teams always need right tackles. So I'm not really surprised. Now that was a market, and, and you pay well, you got to pay the market. 
Right. The problem is when we had um, what's his? Oh, see, I'm having a blank on his name. Uh, Brunskill, his best position was right tackle. We never played him at right tackle. He's either guard or center or something. And it's like if he had stayed, I would have rather put him at right tackle. He actually yeah. played his best football at right tackle, and then we could get him cheap, probably possibly and put him at right tackle but for some reason we never thought that that was a good idea which i don't understand because he's a better right tackle than he is a guard or a center so brunskill yeah you know let are them letting go of brunskill though that that reassures that they're feeling very very comfortable with spencer buford at at the right mm-hmm. guard spot so that's a good sign for him but I don't know, man. That right spot worries me with McKivitz going into that. I'm glad they brought in Jake Brundle back. I know a lot of people are not so high on him. They're like, you know, they could have got better. But, I mean, he did not play bad in yeah. the, for his first year <laughs> starting at center. Didn't play great. Four more years. Play of, bad. The false huh? starts and four more years of false starts and running around to block nobody. But that's, nobody, those false starts are like at the beginning of the year. Yeah, he got okay. his first year starting. He had, his first he had like year 12, starting. He had, like, he had three freaking quarterbacks. Like, come on! And only <laughs> like, gave him okay. okay, explain, explain, run around the field, not blocking anybody, just looking like an idiot, like a chicken with his head cut off. Explain it's his that. first That's, year he starting. Did that. Yeah, <laughs> you act like that was a rookie. Continuous <laughs> thing, like. Starting for like three years <laughs> I mean, or something. Okay. Like we can't I mean, have an MVP I mean, at every freaking even a position. rookie, even a rookie shouldn't be freaking running around as a center blocking nobody, just looking like an idiot. Now, how many team. games did he do that though, Christian? Yeah. Just to be honest. How many <laughs> enough games? Did he games. Enough, I saw it enough times to, to be annoyed by it. I don't, I don't remember exactly how many games, but I saw it enough times to be annoyed by it to not really want him to come back as a center. But you know, I might feel differently than you guys, but I, I, I just think he's mediocre, and we continue to build a mediocre offensive line other than, you know, Trent Williams. So it if is what it pay, is. If you're $30 million guaranteed. Yeah, you can't pay everybody, bro. Come on. Yeah. It, well, no, I'm, I know that. I know that. I'm just... is, when you're paying a left tackle as much as we're paying Trent Williams, we can't get and now we brought Great in the guys tackle. at the other positions. If we yeah. paid a left tackle more mediocre left tackle, we could have better other O line I mean, positions. So it, it's I get it, it's but I also pay. think we could draft. I feel like we can draft a center in the oh, definitely. In, and they probably still in, will come in, and come in and play better than than Brendel. I mean, like I agree, we definitely need to draft. Well, they draft. They, they have they sign them for four years, but they can get out of it after a second year. Yeah. And, okay. and if, I mean that's good. And if the rookie comes in and really, if they draft a rookie and that rookie just really takes off in, in, in OTAs and training camp, then you know what? Now you have a good backup in Brendo, uh, you know, in that position. So I, I understand why they did it. And I understand the other guy that they didn't go after was going to be like six million instead of four. But Brendo knew the offense already. He played it in one year. Um, and the line wasn't that bad. I mean, could have been better, but the line played pretty. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn. I mean, better than what I expected. If coming into mm-hmm. last year, they would. Uh, but my main concern, honestly, is the right tackle. No, it's not even center. It's the right tackle. Yeah. Uh, if McClinchy I mean, can't, I I guarantee you, Christian. If McClinch, if uh, um, not McClinchy, but uh, McKivitz doesn't play good there, you're gonna forget all about our center. 
because you, the, all that attention is going to be on that right yeah. tackle. But that's the thing. That's the thing too. Is I if we start with McKibbitts, we're kind of fucked because he's terrible. He's terrible. Like we are all done with McGlinchey, and he's worse. It just yeah. I, this what sucks is there. I think that the draft this year is deep enough with right tackles, but maybe we find a diamond in the rough. That's the one good thing about offense alignment. It doesn't really matter where you draft offense alignment, be, just because they're just corn fed big burly motherfuckers and sometimes you just and they're they kick everybody's ass so that's why i feel good about center but i feel like the we're not it's not really deep at right tackle and no matter where we take one in our position of drafting we're gonna have to reach for one hopefully that won't matter and like again we find a diamond in the rough but it, it just it's hard because i think if we try to get a right tackle we're definitely gonna have to pass maybe some other players that will be good for um like good to help the team too that we that are better and we're gonna have to you know take a right tackle a lot earlier than maybe we should just because there's not a, it's not really deep and it's like so, the biggest need we need on offense so so let me let me ask the panel this and ryan if you want to go ahead and go first you can um on this question needing that we need to take care of the right tackle if the Niners find a very suitable trade to move up to the first round, uh, and we trade away BA, Brandon Ayuk, in order for us to go get a really good tackle. Uh, is that something you guys would be willing to do? Or uh, since BA is already a proven commodity and you really don't know what you can get from a draftee, would you rather be mediocre at tackle and know you what you have in your receiver? Or would you take that risk and trade him away? We'll start with Ryan. We'll go uh, media, um, Mariah, then Christian, and then Brandon. So that's 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 not something I'm doing whatsoever. That's a lot for a little, I would say. Like, not only you're talking about move up into the first round, trade him away. How many first round picks are we getting? I mean, what's the compensation? Because if you're talking about move up to the first round, talk about just move up to the first round for Ayuk now. You know what I mean? I'm looking for at least a first and a second. Or east, at least, because I'm trying to to replace an Ayuk with that. I got people okay. we can plug and play with on the team. Um, like TL was talking about, Move Burford over to right tackle. Uh, Poe at guard, that's great. Moves over to guard. There's lots of things. Um, yeah, I, I trade in BA is just on the books for that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Appreciate your uh, thoughts on that. Uh, 49 Media, what's your thought process on that question? I'm not trading Brandon Ayuk because I mean. Look at him. He's a great receiver. He has a connection with Trey Lance. At least that's what we think, you know, at least that's what was in training camp. And so I'm not trading with Trey Lance's, you know, favorite receiver. Um, I'm not, you know, trading him unless, look, I'm listening if I'm John Lynch, but you have to blow me away with an offer. You have to just, you know, totally give me a crazy package that just makes me go, wow, like, I'm not trading BA um, just for, you know, going up and then drafting the right tackle. Um, yeah, I'm not doing that. And I personally, 
you know, I know Burford has experience playing right tackle, uh, you know, it's um, in college, but just as a rookie, you know, he's, he was playing right guard and, you, you know, even though he did play right tackle in college, he, it's at a different level, right? You know, he, he, he's playing NFL, you know, edge rushers. And so I wouldn't move Burford to right tackle just because he's still getting that right guard spot, you know, figured out. And you don't want to mess with a young, you know, guy like that, you know, where you're moving him around a bunch on the offensive line. So I'm keeping Burford right where he's at. Gotcha. Appreciate that. Uh, Mariah, what's your thought uh, on this? Is it something that you would do if you were the GM or no? Absolutely not. Um, you can package a couple of those third rounds and move up into the second round. If you're set on getting a right tackle in the draft, you can get a starting right tackle in the second round. There's no need to even move up into the first round to get a right tackle. Um if you trade away Brandon Ayuk to move up into the first round, you're turning, you're trading away your only playmaking wide, regular wide receiver that you have on the team. So um, that would be kind of crazy if you're planning on going on a Super Bowl run. You're trading away your main weapon. So um, I'd much rather, like I've seen somebody talk about trading away Debo next season. Like that's more where I'm looking, but. Um, yeah, if you're talking about trading, making trades to move up for a right tackle, I'm packaging some of those thirds that we have to move up into the second. Fair enough. Interesting thought process there, Mariah. What about you, Christian? You put on oh, your uh, uh, your helmet I'm on not, of GM. I'm not trading Ayuk for anything. He should stay a Niner for a long time. Um, I mean, we haven't got to see his full potential yet, but it's honestly because of the quarterbacks we've had. Um, and true, you know, true. So, so, and he's he's a traditional number one receiver. Um, that's the thing is, like, I would say, like, Debo's my favorite player on the Niners. I've been a fan of his since he was a rookie. When we drafted him, I was a fan of him, his. But if you're gonna trade trade one of the two receivers, you trade Debo because Debo's type of game doesn't last as long as the in the NFL to where Ayuk. Good point. Is going to last a lot longer in the NFL as a number one receiver. Debo does everything, but Debo's a gadget guy. And, you know, his thing is, you know, catch the ball and run after the catch and everything, but eventually that's going to slow down. So if you really had to trade one of them, you trade Debo just because Ayuk can, you know, be a number one receiver for a lot longer. So I, I think it'd be stupid to get um, rid of. Ayuk because it's hard to find a number one receiver in this league and he's definitely one and it's been a long time since we've found a receiver like him to the caliber of receivers we've had before because what caliber like after T.O. think we've had that great of a number one receiver I'd say the closest in talent would be Ayuk and I mean that's there's still a, a big jump there but in between Ayuk and and um, Terrell Owens, who's who's really stood out, you know. So, I think Ayuk can really beat one of the best receivers in the league. It just hasn't fully happened yet, which I wouldn't say is his fault because he's wide open almost all the time because he's one of the best route runners in the league, but doesn't get yep. that recognition because every time he freaking burns somebody on the route, the ball's not getting to him, and so he's not getting the recognition he he deserves. Like that time he freaking smoked freaking Ramsey, you know. 
double cooked double double cooked double cooked ham disaster or double cooked pork like they have for Chinese food fucking (laughs) smoked him you know anybody doesn't get the ball thrown to him like those kind of plays are the plays that oh this guy's a number one receiver look at this like oh this guy can run routes like uh, Devontae Adams but he doesn't get that because half the time that he's not catching the ball when he's making those you know those plays because the ball doesn't get thrown to him so he definitely has the potential and the talent to be a full-on top three receiver, number one receiver for this team. So I don't see how, any way you could trade him. And if we did, that's just would be a terrible move. Fair enough. Fair enough. Brandon, what about you, brother? Would you trade him or, uh, or not? And if you're not, give me a good explanation why you would keep him. Uh, I wouldn't trade BA at all. Um, like uh, Christian said, and everybody else, basically, uh, he should be a Niner for life. And <clears throat> we're still seeing his progress as a wide receiver as well. Um, I think I agree with TL, though. I think we, we can put Burford at right tackle and um, um, what's-his-face at right guard. Um, and who knows, maybe the Niners uh, could make another splash and possibly – Sign another free agent that's a right tackle or whatever, if there is a right tackle out there. If not, I mean, I know Christian said there's not deep enough depth in the the draft for a right tackle, but it's worth a shot as well. Um, But I can't see B.A. getting traded away. Maybe Debo, like everybody else said, but B.A. is going to be a Niner for a long time, I feel like. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. B.A. is one of those – like Christian said, he's a he has great uh, route running ability. He can always separate. I mean, Kyle Shanahan can get you open himself through his scheme, but this guy can do it on his own. Um, I love uh, BA, and and I want to keep him for a long time as well. Um, I heard someone mention about moving uh, uh, Beerford to right tackle. I, I don't know if I would do that personally because I think he just finally got his feet cemented in that guard position he's feeling now comfortable and he's going to run with them you move him to right tackle now you got to start him all over again you know what i mean and it's i just think you you keep him at guard where he's feeling now comfortable and let him do his thing that way we can just concentrate in one spot instead of worrying about two spots now uh by moving uh beerford over uh personally myself and i think they will bring somebody in uh you know the in, in the third wave or second wave, they might bring in someone that can uh, or draft somebody. We'll see what happens in draft. And Mariah made a very good point earlier about we have three uh, third rounds we can package or maybe even offer Kinlaw. I know he doesn't have that big of a value because of his injury prone ability, but maybe there's a team out there that will give up their second for a, a third and Kinlaw or something like that, that we can move into the second round and maybe start looking around at, at a tackle. Uh, one thing I do know for sure is that uh, John Lynch and, and Kyle are putting their heads together and really trying to figure this out. Uh, the fact that they noticed and, and they swallowed the pride that they screwed up with the Buckner uh, trade. They're like, you know what, we screwed up, we experiment. I mean, I don't blame them for what they did because they were hoping that Kinlaw would have been the guy, if he would, Kinlaw would have been the guy 
the Buckner wouldn't been felt the way we have felt it uh, for the last three years. Uh, so they, and then we also got a youth that we just all talked about how much we love a youth and we wouldn't trade a youth for shit. If it wouldn't been for that trade uh, for Buckner, we would have never had a youth uh, potentially uh, because of that first round uh, that we got. Um, I would like to know and ask the panel is that knowing that, that the, that John Lynch screwed up, whether John Lynch, Kyle, both of them together screwed up in that. The fact that they swallowed the price and says, you know what? Buckner's not it. I mean, excuse me. Um, Javon Kinlaw's not it. Uh, we can't trust him. And they went ahead and paid uh, and brought in Javon Hargrave and gave him the almost exact, if not the exact contract that they would have gave Kinlaw. I mean, excuse me. I'm getting names confused. Uh, Buckner. Do you feel that back then it would have been a little bit harder to keep Buckner because the the cap wasn't high enough yet, and three years later the cap went up, and we were able to do this now with, with more easier than it was if we would have did it? Because a lot of people are like, they should just give the money to Buckner, and we wouldn't have been in this place. But people don't realize financials, how things are when, when the cap is, is different back then than it was today. So people got to take that into consideration. Uh, Christian, uh, your thoughts on getting Hargrave now compared to keeping Buckner financially? We couldn't. From a financial standpoint. Yeah, we couldn't keep Buckner then. We chose Armstead and we couldn't keep Buckner. We could have easily, you know, chose Buckner and and then traded Armstead. But I don't – I almost wonder if that decision was partly because we could have got the high first – that we did, you know, it was like the 14th overall pick that we got for Buckner because he's better than Armstead. So maybe that's why they picked Armstead and trade Buckner, but they chose Armstead, decided not to keep Buckner because we couldn't keep both of them. I think if we were able to money-wise keep both of them, we would. But there was no way that was possible. They were both first-round draft picks drafted one year after the other in high first-round draft picks. So we we just weren't able – we weren't able to make it work. Um, you know – Money's different now, so we were able to go and get, you know, Hargrave. But it has nothing, nothing to do personally with Buckner or the player he is. It's just money, just how Correct. it works. They they made their decision, and that's how. You know, would it have been nice to keep Buckner? Yeah, but because they couldn't afford him, they, you know, they tried to, you know, do what they could to, you know, <clears throat> make the best decision. Sadly, they did. They didn't pay him because they couldn't. They made the decision, and it really didn't work out because we got. Kinlaw and he kind of hasn't panned out. So, and, and, and you're right. And people got to keep this in mind. Uh, and I'll pass it over to Mariah. Uh, people, uh, and then uh, I'll give it to uh, Ryan and then the 49 Media. Um, people got to keep in mind it's not as easy as just saying Armstead or Buckner. They kept Armstead because a Buckner. Buckner's definitely the better player than Armstead. But the Armstead suited the Niners better in a sense where they backloaded his contract. Um, he was much cheaper than a Buckner. And people need to understand that it's not like, hmm, who should we keep? Uh, should we keep, you know, A or B? It's not as simple as that. Um, Buckner demanded more money, more front, and, and against the cap, it would have it would have been more against the cap for Buckner than it was for Eric Armstead. So the decision was a financial decision. Of course, Buckner's a better player. 
So it's not like they let go of the better player over the worst player. It was just a financial decision. And they and then they bet they were hoping they would replace Buckner with a young kid. And it, it could have been Kinlaw. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't. And anybody that thinks he, they should have took war for should have took they needed to replace Buckner. They were not going to take an offensive player when they needed to replace Buckner. So they went with the D tackle. I adjusted. Now, the part that I don't agree with the Niners is that they knew Buckner had injuries or knee issues, and they still chose to take a risk on him compared to anyone else. That's the only part that I don't agree with the Niners, and they screw up. So, Mariah, let me ask you, um, financial standpoint, do you think they should have kept Buckner, or do you understand why they did it, and now we have Hargrave? What is your whole thought? Between because I I know I hear a lot of people doing comparisons, you know the 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 money's the same. They should have just kept Buckner. Do you think it's as easy as that? No, it's not as easy as that. I one hundred percent understand why they couldn't have done it. Why they didn't keep Buckner? Um, I do want to say good for them for righting the wrong and not making us live for live through another season of Javon Kinlaw starting in that spot. Um, you know biting the bullet, whatever freaking phrase you want to use and just going out and getting Hargrave to fill in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, so many other moves happen and other things fell into place and this happened and that happened and this had to happen and that had to happen. And, you know, like so many other players were kept and players, you know, like 30 other freaking moves happened in between there that wouldn't have happened if we would have kept Defoe. So you know, like, I just think the fans need to get over it. DeForest Buckner himself is salty and needs to get the fuck over it. Like, you're six foot eight, whatever, however big he is, like, and salt and full of salt. Like, I can't even believe it. You know, like, it's crazy. Um, like, to have him come out, like, after we're signing players in free agency, the team he hasn't been on in years, and he's coming out the day that we do it and saying something about it, like, what the hell? Like, that's just crazy. Like, oh, that's the same amount of money my contract was. They could have given the money to me. It's like, get over it already. We didn't. They didn't. You know, like, they couldn't. <laughs> but, yeah, yep. I mean, Armstead's contract was laid out completely different. Um, and, yeah, I, I completely understand. I'm I'm over it. I would have loved for them to keep him. I loved him, like, as a person. He was great, you know. Like, we know how much he meant to all the fans. We know that the fans were heartbroken when he left. Um, but I mean, you ha- you ha- just have to get over it. And that's the difference between being a fan and being a business. Yep. Uh, and John Lynch is, you know, he can be a fan and like a player, but they have to make decisions, business decisions that are not going to always uh, fit everybody's uh, narrative. They're going to make decisions that people don't like, but they, that's why they get paid the money they get paid to make those decisions. Ryan, what's your, thank you, Mariah. What's your thoughts uh, on this whole thing? Uh, should have they kept Buckner, uh, you know, over uh, getting Hargrave now? What is your whole process of what happened from letting go of Buckner into now picking up a Hargrave? So probably going to get fleeced for though if Buckner was the best. Um, with the wide nine football line, it normally is weakness is the running. So, so to run straight at it. Of course, Buckner at, at getting pressure, getting sacks. He's not great in the run game. 
Eric point. who we needed to keep time to keep our defense from giving up a guards. So that they knew they they had a guy right now to depend on to do that, so they kept moved on for Chris Buckner. If they if they would have been in the wings, you know what I mean? Like if if Eric Armstead would have been here before, you know, maybe we would see them both on the same team at the same time, but that's not how it went. So unpopular, but I think Burford or sorry, get rid of DeForest Buckner was the best decision. But yeah, I, I, I agree. draft pick. Going after Kinlaw with it, trying to replace the same person that you you are getting rid of. And, yeah. Now, keep in mind, uh, in college, uh, Kinlaw was a better run stopper. Uh, so I can understand why they they would go for Kinlaw because he, he stops the run much better, way better. He's a way better run stopper than, than Buckner is and will be. Uh, unfortunately for Kinlaw, it's just his medical. It's what's keeping him from doing what he does. Uh, but that's a very good point that you brought out, uh, Ryan. And in this panel, we're all entitled to our own opinion, whether people agree with us or not. Uh, we speak how we feel, and some people will agree, some people won't. But I encourage each and every one of them in the panel to always speak your mind because uh, this is how you feel. And I hate when people hold back how they feel because they're afraid what the response is going to be from the viewers. Not everybody's going to agree. Um, half of the people never agree with me, not not to be disrespectful, but I do, it's my opinion. And so I'm glad that you brought that on, Brian. I appreciate you uh, giving your spill. Um, 49er Media, what was your thoughts on it? And real quick before you go, Christian, did you already speak on this? Okay, I've, I lost. Oh, thank you. Go ahead, 49 Media. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, definitely Armstead was like the cheaper option. I'm sure they looked around and were like, okay, if we give Armstead kind of a deal and then, you know, they end up trading him after that, like do like a sign and trade type of thing, they probably weren't going to get the same amount of, you know, like a first round pick, um, you know, from Armstead. So I think maybe that's a possibility and it's just got to move on. It is what it is. I mean, it happened, you know, at, we, we got to stop crying about it, you know. Um, tell them, brother. Tell them. <laughs> just, just stop crying about it, you know. You, you know I've moved on to, like, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, it is what it is. And also, Buckner's got to stop being as salty about it. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, gave me, I just noticed they gave him the same amount of money they would have gave me. Yeah, like, what Because, like, hell? the structure would still be different. And just for the record, Eric Armstead had a better year with us than Buckner had with the Colts. And I'm not talking about just sacks. If you again, if you're looking at just sacks, then you're looking at this position completely different uh, than I see it. And what about um, how much the cap's gone up since then? Like, yeah. it goes up every year. You know, like, what are we doing here? Yep, yep. And then you got to work with the Niners. You got to work with Prague. You got to be able to take. Um, backloaded money and push it back and you got to take bonuses and maybe uh buckner and again i'm not against players getting the bag if buckner went out to the coach and got his money it good for him i love yeah. buckner as a person you can't just like him the guy is great great character uh, i love him but just 
you know, in a, in a, in a Madden, you can keep both of them for as long as you want. But in real life, you have to make business decisions, unfortunately, move on and see how not to hurt your team in the long run. And I love that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have the balls to make decisions like this, even if people don't agree. Um, but Brandon, uh, we're going to finish the show with you, uh, your thought process on this comment, and then go ahead and uh, uh, let me know when you're done so that I can close that out for you, for everyone. Um, you talking about this comment that we have up right now? No, the one from last week. Oh. Um, yeah, this one. Freaking bet, though, dude. I swear to God. You know, I Give know me a hard time it. all freaking night. We want to know about the paint on your walls. Yeah, we want to know Brandon, why, what's do... vibrating next to you in the seat. We want to know why you don't have a house and you're and you're living in your truck. Brandon, so you bring it on your I'm side. actually <laughs> out. I'm out. I'm out here waiting for my friend because she, she wanted me to go with her. So you have that's friends, why. and you sure don't have a female friend. So I do have a female friend. I'm your only female Pamela. friend. She was right across the street from me. Hey, yeah, look at Christian. Don't call for yeah. But um, she's your friend because she can't get away. She lives across the street. She has, oh, no, shit. She has no legs. <laughs> she has no legs in a wheelchair. Damn. Even her. The she shots gets are away. fired tonight, man. What the hell? <laughs> Damn. Poor, Ryan's, Ryan's still poor Brandon. Poor Brandon. look on his face. Look. He's still no, mad. Brandon can handle it. He's Italian. I know. Um, anyways, though, he's the, he's the Gambino, guys. Yeah, he's the Gambino. It's funny, the Gambino, Gambino. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is he? I thought he's Hispanic. <laughs> no, he's I got a lot Hispanic. of Hispanic. You know, he's half he's Hispanic not. and I'm... half Italian. Yeah, I'm Mexican Sicilian. Okay, but anyways, um, that comment about the Eagles defense being better than ours is um, that guy has something up his culo, so he's tripping. <laughs> The Niners, the Niners yeah. defense is the number one for a reason. So, um, lay that shit to sleep. All right. <laughs> and now that we have uh, Javon, <laughs> we're gonna be top notch, baby. Just be scared. Be ready. Be scared. Because this season, this this defense gonna eat. Like Brandon did earlier in the car. Yes, I did. I had some sushi, and it was phenomenal. Oh, you and can... also, I wanted to bring up real quick before we leave. What's this nonsense about the media bringing up Lamar Jackson should go to the Niners? And if he does, Bro, if he I don't does, want to get into that. We will win it all. Say, say it again. I don't want to get into that. Who cares? Okay. Okay. I didn't hear the question. So, but based on Christian's reaction, I guess it's not even worth having you repeat it. Lamar Jackson to the Niners, oh, and they're saying God. that's the, okay. I hear you. Christian. Isn't that crazy? That's ridiculous, dude. Honestly, why are you bringing it up? I don't. Because I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. We're trying to go home. I don't like Lamar. I don't like him as a passer. We don't need Lamar. No, nope, we don't. We don't need. We, how, we're, how we're, we're we don't need about. How we're gonna pay him? How exactly? How are we gonna trade for him? Yeah, we have Mister Nicholas Bosa. Yeah, we're, we're giving right. 20, we're yeah. giving twenty one to uh, Hargrave, and we're going to give up on thirty to thirty five for Bosa. Yeah, yeah, let's bring let's bring Lamar. The reason why they were able to go and out and get Hargrave is because we're not paying hit. quarterbacks any money yet. Yeah, but also Hargrave's only a six million cap. Hit, just mm -hmm. saying, six point six, correct? Yeah, for this year. 
So. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, wait, uh, wait, real quick to answer Throwback's question, real quick. I'm gonna say it, a. So far. I say incomplete because it's not over; it just started. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll, go back, we'll get back to this. We'll come back to this when yeah. it's over. Yeah. A good question, yeah. uh, throwback. Good question, but it's uh, it's, it's not done yet. We're not done yet. Once once uh, OTAs, I mean, once uh, draft is over, because we don't know what we're gonna do in the draft, and I consider uh, free agency part of the draft. It's just <laughs> different. So anyway, we're gonna finish the show. Uh, Beto can uh, he can handle it? <laughs> yeah, he can because he's Mr. You know, an Italian, he's Rocky's friend, Johnson. Yeah, he his pants. Yeah. He, I better keep quiet because he's gonna send me, he's gonna go send me, Brandon's gonna send me, uh, John me V. Picture. Then why are you even here, bro? If you're oh, dude, that's great, that's fucking great. Yeah, you gotta love John. Oh, John's an awesome dude. Uh, how, he I, said you open that sushi container three times after you finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And now his now his friends coming in the car. He's gonna oh, have more. Shit. He's gonna have more sushi. Oh, the marvelous. car already smells like rotten tuna. Hey, yeah. Hey, chicken dinner. What the hell, chicken Mariah? Dinner. He's gonna have dessert hey. now. Hey, Dude, no, you no. all, no. you all, really, you all are Beto. really oh, friends. Yeah. He's, he's a he's a hobbit. He's about to have second dinner. There you go. No, I'm not. Yeah. Brian, Brian, one of the, one of the boxes was masubi. Okay. Andale caliente. You like the hot stuff. Ooh. Anyway, let's Sorry. end it. Let, yeah, let's end it before uh, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Brandon disappears. Uh, all right, oh, guys. Shit. And once Into again, thank you guys for tuning in uh, to another episode of the 49ers Podcast Network. A lot of things are happening with the Niners. We can't wait for next week. Make sure to let your friends and loved ones know about our channel every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Make sure to follow everyone on the panel. Everybody's uh, channel, if they have one, is in the description below. Click on it. Go support them. I just want to thank Ryan, uh, Mariah, 49er, Amedia, and Christian uh, for participating tonight with us. And Media, this one's for you. Milk done. <laughs> What's up, Joey? And, yeah, and, and thank you, Milk Dud, for being part of our show tonight. Oh, Appreciate it. Uh, oh, he left. It's okay. Don't get his, hurt. His, his fillers get hurt easy, guys. Be careful. Really? <laughs> nah, it's just right. that cousin, you know something happened today. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, don't be calling milk dud, Joby. Behave. Because it's immediately said too. you're a rock star too. Yep. Yes, yep. y'all. We missed you tonight, John. Yep. We sure did, brother. Get get well, so because we want to have you back next Thursday. At uh, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Everyone, thank you once again. We're going to go, and uh, you guys have a wonderful evening. Let's see what happens between now and next Thursday. And uh, be blessed. Uh, Love one another. And go Niners. Peace. Stay faithful. Let me get get back to that. Where's the ending thing? Oops, sorry. Should have been ready. Where is it? Where is it? There it is. Come on, guys. We already said bye.
we're done. I all hate right. you all. Did you get that? Hey, did you get your pants out of your ass, there, Christian? Hey, we, what, what? Did you get your pants out of your ass? I saw you stand up and poof with you. <laughs> yeah, I was just adjusting. Sometimes, yeah, I, can, yeah, you were like, I get a little sweaty, you know, swamp ass. Andale. Swamp ass. That's my fault for asking too. Uh, but uh, so does it really bother you when they call you Mildred? Oh my uh, god! 